Welcome to the Business Benchmark Group podcast, where you'll learn how to think strategically about your business and discover that while business is not easy, it doesn't need to be hard. With over 20 years experience in turning stalling businesses into thriving enterprises, here is your host, Stefan Kazakis, the founder and CEO of Business Benchmark Group. Hi, I'm Stefan Kazakis from Business Benchmark Group, and uh, I guess what we have in line for you in this podcast is a, a bit of a sharing, a bit of a uh, a story. Um, it it, uh, it really resonates with me um, this 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 next uh, story and this particular client because you know we all started somewhere, and and like all of us, you know that start and that uh, and that grind of you know moving something towards something can almost seem um, you know for others and not for us, and uh, little do we know you know with a bit of structure and a bit of thinking and a little bit of um, you know accountability, but most importantly you know owning your plan and um, having something that you made reference and you know we. we we come across many, many, many clients and businesses, no different in our own business, for which our vision for the next five years, it's okay and you have a license to change it as and when needed. And um, no different in this business and what we're sharing with uh, Beck Macmillan, who's the owner and uh, and founder of uh, Gourmet Living, an unbelievable sort of foodie type business that was really focused on um, some pretty high-end uh, and, and, and unique Australian-made products in the food industry um, became a little bit of a cult it became a cult destination for many in the uh, in the eastern suburbs and and um, on the back of her journey in the very early ages of uh, you know late 20s when she was uh, in our, in our, in our in our environment she uh, she went on to grow what became a really cool business so much so that she was a Telstra woman in business under 30 um, finalists which was just way beyond her wildest dreams and uh, just really listen out to the learnings and the uh, the progress that she made because she took ownership and she believed and her journey um, no 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 more in her business but very much so in, in in alignment with her journey at board of directors 12 just kept on going up and up and not to say we didn't have issues and or choke points or obstacles, and I'm yet to meet a business that doesn't. Um, it was just how she dealt with them, how she took her business in increasing the revenue, ultimately better time management systems, better accountabilities, better better understanding of what her ideal target market, and most importantly, how she went from in her business at Gourmet Living from twenty six dollars to forty nine dollars within the space of you know. Um, a very limited amount of time, and, and let her share the story, not me, in terms of um, her average dollar sale. You know, that's almost a, a complete double up in a very limited time and uh, just a phenomenal story. And and a Board of Directors 12 um, alumni and a phenomenal human being. Beck Macmillan, Gourmet Living, enjoy. I think we're in for a bit of a treat in terms of, you know, what could actually happen in terms of a 12-month period if you just get a little, I guess, you know, aligned with what it is that you need to do, I guess, let go of, I guess, where you've come from and potentially a bruising of a, a confidence, a, uh, a hamstring of a, uh, a momentum and get back on your game because you're good at it and get on with what you're really good at and you just watch what happens. So not dissimilar to what I was saying before, if you lose the passion, but if you totally forget about purpose, then you're on a road to nowhere. Does that make sense? So you've got to have passion and you've got to have purpose. They're very key ingredients to ongoing, long-term success. 
particularly if you're in the game of eventually building team and ultimately, you know, leading, because in business, you're either leading or you are managing and they're two very different functions. So we've got Beck from Gourmet Living here today as our, um, I guess, you know, champion in business interview and on theme regarding vision versus execution. Beck is a qualified chef with over 10 years experience. Um, she's gained heaps of knowledge um, and experience from working with various Australian and international, uh, I guess, champions in that space. And she, um, she also um, has worked a considerable amount of time with her husband, Dallas, who um, also runs and are partners in the business called The Living Room, which is a local eatery and a very good one at that. Um, turning her focus, Beck turning her focus to local produce and supporting local Australian farmers and producers led Beck to create, create, there's a vision, and open, there's some, there's some um, I guess, you know, brave activity, a business called Gourmet Living Fine Foods and Hampers um, in Templestowe. Beck's weekly cooking classes provide customers with quick and easy meals to produce at home using the products in store at Gourmet Living. Beck is a passionate foodie. Sounds a bit alternative, but so, but so am I and I'm not. <laughs> so, you know, who else is a passionate foodie in the room? I mean, who loves food? Who spends the whole of December and January just eating and then not eating anything for February and March just to get back into the suit you used to wear in November, right? That's me. I love that. And this girl is an awesome, awesome, uh, uh, I guess, cook, chef, whatever the thing is. Gourmet Living create high-end hampers packaged in elegant boxes which make perfect gifts to suit all occasions. With an exceptional array of Australian and international products in store, Gourmet Living holds weekly cooking evenings hosted by owner and chef Beck Macmillan and on occasion special guest chefs who showcase the ease and versatility of these products. So let me just give you a snapshot as to potentially why it was almost difficult not to have Beck here today. 12 months ago, you heard the story, we met her in January last year officially, right? Since that point, she's had an increase in revenue of 350% on the knocker. December alone was a $100,000 plus month, right? So you do the numbers. Those that are good at numbers, you'll start doing numbers here. Hampus sales have gone from average 10 a month to almost 200. And we're trending towards 400. Better client experience systems. In other words, the customer is not only a customer for today, but they must be a client for life. There is no thing worse, there is no excuse, but to have a client that tries you today who is a shopper and they've done nothing more, nothing less than experienced whether you are the genuine deal that come back and buy from you the second time. When a customer buys from you the second time, that is the point that they are a customer. You have delivered on your promise the first time they were just shopping. The second time, they're a customer. Understand that one, guys. And the key to business is lifetime value. You need to know that number in your business. So, better clients experience systems. Market share growth and expansion on into other bolt-ons, such as cooking classes. This time last year, we weren't doing them. This time, this year, we're booked out weeks and months in advance. We need to put second and third cooking classes on every time we're running them. That's how amazing the retention and new introduction of referrals has been for cooking classes and what Beck does. So much so that we're also expanding into major events around the cooking experience for which we're flying international stars in the cooking space to come and teach us how to do amazing things. 
So database has grown 100% from two 1500 plus. Average dollar sale in January 2014 was $26.03. In July, it was $49.26. In January 15, it's $61.39. You want to grow a business? You've got to know your numbers. You've got to understand where is the effort going and what have I just created in terms of value for the effort I put in in building my business. Don't worry about being busy. Let's hear this story. Beck McMillan. How do you feel? Yeah, good. Those numbers sound all right. They sound all right? <laughs> no. Your bank account thinks so too. Okay. Uh, do you remember when we met 12 months ago in January 2014? What was the cross crossroad at that point? I mean, I painted a picture, but tell me, tell the crowd here, what did it feel like at that point? Well, basically, my, my busiest season was, was over. Christmas was done. And um, I looked at, you know, what, what was in the bank account and the debts that I owed to the creditors. And there was a massive problem. I was about to take on my, uh, my quiet time. And there was basically, I needed to make a change. Um, at that point, I, um, I remember meeting Stefan. And I, <laughs> I said, I'm giving this 18 months. And that is it. I want to start a family. And if I don't you know, progress this business in that time, I'm going to have to let it go and, and walk away. Yeah. So what was your vision? Let's go back a moment. I the mean, you started the business. But what was the vision when you started yeah, so the base, I always wanted to sort of promote local Australian producers. So that's the reason why I do this. And the vision was to create this, this hub where the local you know, products are there and I can teach everyone in our community about those brands and, and support them. And um, you know, I wanted this business to grow and for people to, to know about it and continue to come back. And, and um, you know, that, that was happening initially and then obviously it, it stopped happening and I got knocked down. Yeah. You got knocked down from what perspective, though? Well, uh, I was, you know, trying to grow the hamper side of my business and things like that, and I would continually get no's, um, and that would knock me down. I'd lose all my confidence. As in no's being rejection? Rejection. And who needs to be your best friend? <laughs> rejection. <laughs> um, there was no wages. Uh, there was a year of, of me working 70-hour weeks, if not more, and not getting anything to show for it. There was zero profit. And, uh, and definitely some changes needed to be, to be made there. So if you think about, I mean, we've just heard a few of the from twos in terms of results and outcomes, tangible results and outcomes. But what was the single change in terms of, you know, you needed to ensure needed to happen for you to ultimately be here today that ultimately is not just 18 months to go anymore, is it? What was the single change in the last 12 months? In regards to in, in the business? Yeah. Or, well, basically taking and on you. someone to hold me accountable for all the, the, the goals or the vision that I was, that I, where I wanted to take my business. I needed to understand the steps that were involved in that, how to get there, and someone to basically hold me accountable for all of that. And that wasn't going to be my husband or my, my family, even though as supportive they are. The last thing I want is to come home from, from a 70, 80 hour week and someone say to me, oh, well, why didn't you pull these numbers this week and what happened in your business this week? So moving in with Board of Directors 12 really sort of, that was the biggest step for me and my business and my business wouldn't have you know, grown to this level without that and what I've learned from that. And as much as that's a support mechanism and a, hang on, it's okay, keep on going, 
ultimately as a person, as an individual, as a business owner, did you start changing yep. some of your identity? Definitely. I got all of my confidence and drive and ambition back because I realised, you know, what these no's were meaning and how I could then turn them around to yeses or see them as a positive light. I could see that if they're not my customer now, if they're not saying yes today, they potentially will be in, in the future when they are ready and they understand, you know, what my product and, and what my business can do for them. Um, you know, I, I the, the cooking class aspect of the business also grew my confidence as well because um, I've learnt so much more about educating people in order for them to then, you know, want to continue using my product and understanding what I offer. Yeah, so confidence. I mean, when you think about the word confidence, and for all of us in the room, you know, confidence is such a, it's, it's such a recipe for success and, and, and unhealthy confidence is definitely, you know, it's an adverse factor, but confidence in terms of self-image, belief, but to get self-image and belief, you've got to have, I guess, you know, clarity about what it is that's important in the next period. So I guess going from 10 hampers a month, which was a big part of the business back then, right? That was a core product to 200 and going. What do you believe in terms of confidence and clarity has, has I guess, impacted that growth curve? So implementing quite a few systems into my business is what has helped with that that growth. It's the it's the main the main part of it. I mean my sales structure, which I didn't know how to you know follow follow up and things like that prior to all of this. My sales structure and the thorough follow up process has really sort of enabled me to grow that side of the business. Um, I'm at the point which I wouldn't have assumed that I would be at, where I can now hire a sales member to take on my system um, and and grow the sales side of the business also. Are you confident about that? I am confident because I've tested and measured my system. I know how my system works. And if we work together to adapt the system to her style also, um, you know, we can hit our, hit our goals. I am confident that that will happen because I've put the system in place to ensure that it does. Okay. So when you think about the next five years, Beck Macmillan, Gourmet Living, when you think about five years out, you know, dare me say you need to walk those shoes in those shoes today so that every decision is aligned to that. What do you see out there for you as an individual, as a business owner, maybe even an investor in the business, though needing to turn up every day? What do you see for your business five years out? Yeah, five five years out, I fully I do expect to be a business owner and not just, you know, and the best business owner at that, not just someone who's in my business actually making every single hamper and uh, and being an employee in there. So that's how I expect my business to look, and I know that that is definitely achievable. I, you know, expect to be doing over 600 hampers. Well, 600 hampers was the goal for 12 months. So five years, that'll, that'll increase quite a bit. But I expect to have a warehouse and have grown my brand where I can dispatch and create hampers from, from a, a warehouse. I um, will have my cooking school and my own commercial kitchens on site also. And my own range of products will be launched in the next 12 months. Um, I know that these things will happen because I've already putting the systems in place, putting the plans in place, I'm setting the goals and, um, and I know what could potentially go wrong and how I could fix that if that were to be the case. Do you think this will ever finish? No. This journey of being a business and growing a business? No, no. From, from what, in, in Gourmet Living or me as a... <laughs> 
Gourmet Living, my the, when I first created Gourmet Living, I wanted to turn it into a franchise. I did, that was my, my goal. I was like, one day I'm gonna have this business and there's gonna be heaps of them and it's gonna be an empire. And then when I got knocked down, I was like, oh, maybe I can't do that, you know? And now I'm back at that, in that mindset where I can say, hey, actually, if that's the path I wanna go down, it is achievable and I can have Gourmet Living as that, as that brand. Me, um, yeah, I think that that's, yeah, that's definitely the path I expect to see us in, in five years' time. And I definitely will have a family because I'll be no longer needed to be in my business 70, 80 hours a week. Yeah, well done. <laughs> Looking forward to that. And again, that's, um, it's interesting. Beck big started year two, uh, her group started year two uh, in Border Directors 12 the other, uh, on Monday evening. And uh, we had to put in our, um, you know, make, make a note of our 12-month goals and our 90-day goals. And the 12-month goal is, yeah, what was the consequence of not, you know, coming close or significantly moving towards that, the goals that we've put up there. And one of the consequences that we wrote is, you know, there'll be a, there's a smiley face called baby with a question mark <laughs> that might be compromised if we don't get uh, well, proactive, not even having babies, but <laughs> growing, uh, <laughs> which let me just say, uh, may need some practice occasionally. <laughs> Because you just never know what you don't know. You might need some salt therapy occasionally. <laughs> but uh, no, more importantly, your baby called Gourmet Living, if we give that its full attention right now, with a harmonious alignment, in other words, I don't, I don't buy in, into work-life balance. That's bullshit. That's a book that should never be read. It's about harmony, guys. There's going to be times that you need to put in 24-7, and there might be five days in a row that you need to do that. But on the sixth and seventh and eighth day, you will spend time with your family, and you won't ever need to do the 24-7 again. That's called business, small business owner harmony. I'm going to do whatever it takes to deliver my goods on the promise every single time on budget for the customer and for me. And ultimately, I'll have what is called the other side, called harmony for life. So the next 12 months, you've given us five years. The next 12 months is more of the... Expansion on the hamper side of business and the cooking classes. Um, we're growing our average dollar sale up to about $85. We, oh, I'll be doubling my revenue in the next 12, 12 months. Um, and hampers is the huge thing for us. Um, I've got to definitely expand on the things that are working in my business and the next 12 months is about going times 10 on those two avenues of the business. Four major events per year is what I'm also going for. And those events are events um, to work with other businesses where we have similar target markets and the events are designed to be mutually beneficial for everyone involved. So as Stefan touched on earlier, at the start of the year, we brought in a chef from Italy and uh, we had a, a big cooking class which benefited a few businesses involved and we'll be doing another one in a few months. And basically these events are designed to help grow my database and I'll be doubling the database by the end of the year also. Excellent, so when I say focus sheets, what does that mean for you? Every single week I put down my four main goals for the week on the focus sheets and those jobs are not things like that should be on your to-do list. Those job, those tasks that I put on the focus sheet are tasks that are gonna grow my business. And before Board of Directors 12, my to-do lists were huge and I would never accomplish everything and nothing on that list was actually anything that was gonna you know, generate more business and help to grow my business. It was all just your day-to-day -day tasks. So uh, default diary has been huge for me since I started Board of Directors 12 and I'm non-negotiable on the time that I need to spend in order to grow my business. And at first that was just making five phone calls a day to corporate companies for hampers. 
um, and things like that. Whereas now the tasks, tasks are you know stepped up another notch again. So are you okay for that? I am okay with that, <laughs> and I'm excited about all of that. Okay, give us give us three tips. Three tips for um, anyone that's at a crossroad, moving forward, obviously, because we're not going backwards. What are three tips that you can share for the room right now? Um, planning. Planning is very important. Like your vision, you've got to outline your vision. You've got to you've got to plan it basically. But the most important part with that is that you, when you're executing or leading to your execution, once you know the steps you need to take, you need to have someone help holding you accountable. And I would have never have completed all the steps or executed out my plan if I didn't have someone there saying, hey, have you done this? And hey, did you did you take that next step? Because you get stuck in your everyday routine. Um, also, big ideas. I mean, brainstorming with your team is really important to come up with new ideas. And hearing their, their feedback on wh what could go wrong in the ideas that you might not see is really um, invaluable because this new idea might be the next big thing for your business as what cooking classes was for mine. I didn't want to do it at the start. I thought, oh, so much work, it's so much effort. When I sat down with Stefan, he said, hey, but look at this and look what it can do. And that one big idea has managed to change everything. It saved my cash flow, which was the huge thing. Um, and um, seek advice as well. Like Board of Directors 12 has been huge for me. So your education, you need to continue learning about what you can do to help, you know, to grow your business. So education is really important. Any questions? Jason? When, when you're talking about the sort of scaling up, going through, um, are, you, are you nervous about investing further in things like that, that premises and commercial property? Is planning equipment and all of that in your planning? Is that sort of something that, that you know, allowing for the cash flow? Are you thinking of investing or? Yeah, so with, uh, with the, the Christmas period that just went, there was no way we could actually produce the amount. We were struggling to produce the amount of hampers we had to from our, our store. So I have to make the investment for the Christmas leading up for a storage space or for a warehouse to be actually to have to produce those amount of hampers. And I am confident in it because I know that I'm putting the systems in place to ensure that I've got those contract signs and I've got those companies on the agreements, you know, to, to order the hampers from me for us to, to grow. So it will be an investment yep. at first, um, but I will obviously be doing the figures to ensure that there's going to be a return on that. Good question. Um, look, there's lots of gourmet hampers around and at Christmas time you get inundated, there's ones coming from the United States. What makes yours so special? What makes yours stand out when people are buying your products rather than that is a good question and I am um, you know there is a lot of competition out there a lot of the basically with my products a lot of the products inside are almost no, just be careful you're on camera <laughs> <laughs> don't give away your special sauce sauce kernel kernel I won't give it all away 17 herbs and spices just keep those ones Let's go. <laughs> they're mostly, like, they're all Australian local products. So from small boutique producers. So you don't have those um, bulk mass produced products in there which aren't of a high quality. So my products, the products I use are high quality and I target the, 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 uh, the corporates or the people that appreciate high quality products. Uh, there's also the packaging and my boxes and there's not a lot of companies that use the packaging that I use. A lot of the time they'd be thin sort of packaging. Um, they just, they, they're, elegant and sophisticated. So obviously I direct it at 
the market that wants those sorts of gifts. Would it also be fair to say that there's enough for everyone? There is. There's a lot of businesses that do need, require hampers, so... And also enough for other hamper businesses yeah. to supply other businesses. That's correct. You just choose your patch. Grow that patch and you watch viral out what happens. Good question, though. Mm. Interesting to see how you're going to answer that. Very good. <laughs> okay, one more question, guys, so we can get rock and rolling. Leanne. Uh, I just spoke to you, um, and David, talking that passion that comes out and both of you turned out and to see that passion is just so important for you. You just can't grow your business unless you have that passion about the product you're selling. It just can't cost you to do that. Yeah, thanks, Leanne. I, thanks. Um, I totally agree. Round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, I'm Stephen Kazagas, and I sincerely wish you enjoyed uh, every moment of that sharing from Beck Macmillan at uh, Gourmet Living. And uh, that was the sharing of a, uh, a young woman that went on to become the finalist, a Telstra businesswoman um, under 30, um, a finalist, which was an unbelievable achievement. And uh, for any one of us that understands what it takes to become a Telstra business, regardless of level finalist, that's not the Mickey Mouse Club. That is a genuine, bona fide, serious, straight down the line, high level um, award uh, process that gets you into that uh, very privileged group. So congratulations, Beck and Gourmet Living. And, uh, you know, it was also pre-first uh, baby time. And uh, Beck in recent times has gone on to enjoy becoming a mother and continuing to, uh, again, in her, in her own shape and, 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 and shaping for the Gourmet Living business, continue to do a great job. So we're so proud of you, Beck, and we uh, we, we totally admire your, uh, your journey. So Board of Directors 12, there's a new program starting and uh, about to commence. And uh, for, the, for those that have put your hand up to be part of this new group, we, uh, we certainly look forward to going on a journey with you, as we do with every one of our clients that we work with. We love the journey. We love the hustle, the bustle, the good, the bad, and sometimes, and we need to be honest, ugly, right? But uh, the more honest we are with each other, the more authentic we are in terms of what it is that works in our business, what it is that doesn't work in our business, and how is it that we're making a considered change in the right direction? Not change every day, that's no good for no one. But Stefan Kazakas, Business Benchmark Group, Accountability, complete discipline and focus for what needs to be done, when it needs to be done, who it needs to be done by, and did it or did it not turn out the way you wished, where every small business owner can achieve big business success. For more information about Business Benchmark Group's coaching, education, and training programs, visit businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au or call 03-9001-0878. If you liked this podcast, Please rate it on iTunes, Stitcher or SoundCloud and leave feedback as well. Stefan shares so much value in all his podcasts and we encourage you to go through the archives and listen to other episodes of the Business Benchmark Group podcast. Thank you for listening.